Everybody, welcome to the 31st episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And uh, before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, please subscribe on iTunes, leave us some love, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can definitely email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So the first band that we're going to talk about is Caster's Hollow. Caster's Hollow are a mathcore post-hardcore band from Pennsylvania, featuring members of Dianea. Uh, this is definitely one of the most exciting releases of February for sure. And this band just kind of came out of like nowhere with this really great EP. Yeah, this one was, came out in February, right? Yeah, yeah. Versus March? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they'd even like really teased many singles. I think the last thing they put out was like back in 2017. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. And I was like wholly unaware of this band until this year. Um, so they've just released this new EP, Shape and Void, which is eight tracks of mathcore with a lot of like softer, more like post-hardcore moments um, which really like end up punctuating those uh, more chaotic moments uh, you just like said everything I had written down here uh, yeah um, the the back catalog uh, even though they hadn't put anything out since 2017 the back ca- catalog is pretty fucking solid too like they have just consistently been pretty uh, pretty awesome man uh I didn't really get time to like delve back into the uh, the other releases. Like I was saying, these are the guys I got to. We discussed pretty early in the month, so I was able to kind of like nerd out uh, a little bit longer on. But yeah, mm-hmm. just like super diverse hardcore. You're right. Uh, really good like post hardcore moments. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of those moments on this record. Yeah, I, the just the the style of uh, the vocals I really really liked it as well. Um, sure do wish the lyrics were there. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, like I said, you pretty much just t- took everything uh, away. Uh, there was this really like distinct like every time I die hot damn uh, part um, in my favorite track. Uh, yeah, definitely. I was picking up on that. Yeah, Demoselle. Demoiselle. Yeah, Demoiselle. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, favorite track, but definitely there was this moment it just like hit me. I was like, oh wow, that is like almost like like note to note in every time I die part. Not in a bad way. Just it kind of <laughs> took me there, you know. No, I'm right there with you. I, I was really getting that same kind of uh, every time I die feel from them too. Um, Honestly, I could do without some of the softer moments, but that's just my, my preference. Yeah, I, I, just, I think you and I, I both. I just didn't personally find those moments in particular as inspired or exciting um, as the designated banger tracks, if you will. But uh, I definitely did dig this album like a lot. Like, And those banger tracks, so to speak, really do do the trick. This is actually like one of the best releases this year so far, that being said. Especially if you need a little bit more of those like emotive qualities. Um and yeah, definitely bringing that every time I die sound. Norma Jean, The Chariot, a bit of Under Oath, um, especially pertaining to like the more like softer post-hardcore elements. But there's uh, there's something for all the scene kids here. Um, going Caster's on. Hollow, something for all the scene kids. <laughs> there's no. your new tagline. You're welcome. No, no, no don't Put use it that. On a shirt, Hol- block no, letter. No, 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 don't use that. Caster's Hollow. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not. It'll be fifty dollars. <laughs> you can PayPal MathCoreIndex at gmail.com. <laughs> Don't do it! You're welcome. Uh, yo, um, I have this ongoing theory that there is something in the water in Pennsylvania. Fucking A, dude. So, uh, so just, many good bands is popping up out there Just right some now. good, good hardcore. So anyways, uh, that said, uh, what track do you think we're going to play? Definitely Demo Cell, for sure. Sick. One last thing I wanted to say, though. Um, that little woo in Blame Yourself, that's <laughs> everything. That. Yeah! That is every- Let's bring back the woo, people. Oh. Let's bring it back. Black is out. Woo's back in. I'll take Black. It's fucking official. Woo is, woo is pretty early 2000s there, but that's... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's back in. It's 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 time. It's, <sighs> it's been long enough. <laughs> we can now post-ironically enjoy this. <laughs> All right. So, um, actually, I was thinking that we should listen to Survivor's Remorse, which is track one from Caster's Hollow, new EP, Shape and Void, and that came out on February 8th of 2019. Here we go. I see, I see, I see the trackless of your arms And I feel the threshold of my spine Another friend I'll never see I'll never see again So think fast, think fast, think fast Because it only gets worse from here So you go 
All right, so that was Survivor's Remorse by Caster's Hollow, and that's off their new EP, Shape and Void, that came out back in February. So next we're going to talk about The Grey. The Grey are a mathcore band from Los Angeles. Uh, they're a new band, so they've only released two singles as of today, but I'm guessing they must have an album on the way, given the corresponding covers of the two singles. Uh, they play, I mean, you guessed it, mathcore, so lots of fast changes, odd times, uh, tricky staccato parts, pull-offs, um, and it just seems like those those chaotic moments are so perfectly placed in both of those two singles, too. I'm really enjoying what they've they put out so far. Yeah, dude, uh, very promising. Uh, really stoked that they're from L.A., too. That means that we could potentially see them. Yeah, exactly. I just, I know we've been bitching on this podcast about the lack of, like, sort of chaotic, you know, math core and what have you bands in, in California. So it's, uh, it's, it's really encouraging to see something like this pop up. Actively, Christian and I are, you know, we're looking and booking um, bands for Mathcore Index uh, Fest 2019, which is like the wet, which is our West Coast version, uh, the second year. And it's, I mean, if we're splitting the the country in half, you know, like down the Midwest, fuck man, the West Side is is it's pretty hard. Uh, there's not a lot going on right now as far as activity, like functioning bands. You know, we're almost like most of the time like mentioning defunct bands and everything. You know, it's uh it's been pretty hard. So uh, East Coast, well done on just producing a lot of music right now. It's definitely more prevalent out there. We we cannot deny that. But again, um, I, w- I want to bring it back home to California for all the homies here. So, but I feel like L.A. and San Diego always produces. You know what I'm saying? Like they always have their especially own stuff. San Diego. But we're, we're, we're we are talking math core, you know, and just math purely. Just math in general. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So we we've, we've been looking to math rock bands, math just everything, and it's just yeah, it's just the activity right now is pretty hard. Real math core. Smoke weed every day. Well, you know, and Christian's right about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for those drops. Yeah, amazing. So, um, you know, they're also they're really reminding me of though, like in terms of newer bands, Dead Kiwis. Absolutely. Like it's totally like the same like like b- like blend of influences. Sort of struggling there to finish that sentence, but you know, the Chariot, Norma Jean, Every Time I Die, just like a, a perfect blend of of all those bands. A bit of Dillinger, too, of course. So uh, we're going to listen to Bury Me, which is their new single, and that came out on February 1st, 2019. Here we go.
All right, so that was Bury Me by The Grey, and that's their new single that came out back in February. So next we're going to talk about George Orwell the Musical. George Orwell the Musical are a progressive metal mathcore band from Lowell, Massachusetts, where Mouth Breather are from, actually. Mm. Really great scene out there, obviously, in the Boston, Boston area. And uh, George Orwell the Musical formed in 2006. They've released two full lengths. Uh, one in twenty, one in two thousand seven, I think, and another in two thousand and thirteen, and uh, now they're back with their new EP, twenty eighty four, which is, I guess, uh, sort of apropos, isn't it, given the current dystopia within we actually live? <laughs> um, it seems like most of the song titles are referencing some sort of um, work of dystopian fiction, actually, which I'm sure some of you know. I have a really soft spot for. Mm-hmm. My my favorite track is uh, entitled uh, two thousand eighty four. So even that, you know, um, dude, I gotta tell you. Uh, uh, you you missed out at the one release that they did in 2016, and I believe it's like just Zelda covers. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they did some Del- uh, a Zelda cover uh, album. It, I would I would suggest anybody just going to take a listen. It's not bad. I mean, the Zelda music is good. Yeah. So I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I listened to it completely. It was it was great. I um, still play some of those licks on guitar just for like fun. Yeah, it, uh, it's nostalgia and just like everything. Um, yeah. so. Uh, as well, so all these songs, they, they're fucking rippers. The lyrics, every song is filled to the gills with lyrics. I mean, this dude has a lot to say, and the yeah. content is amazing, too. Like, I was, I, I fucking really, really enjoyed uh, George Orwell. I really wish that this would be a band I'm, like, in this podcast just actively talking about how we're booking for Mathcore Index Fest. Like, I wish you guys would be more accessible and be on the West Coast, because this would be a band I wish we could get a hold of, because I'm really into this, like, right now. No, it's it's really good. Yep. It's, I literally just came out with a, a really great EP, too, and not just, like, you know, dropping singles here and there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's like, really progressive, experimental Mathcore, lots of meandering phrasing, but uh, still lots of, like, chunky, heavy parts, too. Singing Chunk. and... Chunk. Yeah, there's like singing and screaming. Yeah, they seem to like do it all really well, and uh, I would certainly compare them to bands like Between the Buried and Me or Sixth. And even- Sixth, for, dude, that was the one. I f- thank you, thank you. Mm. Okay, and um, even kind of like Mr. Bungley, sort of like really weird parts too. And uh, yeah, they kind of remind me of Orchid too. Actually, on that note, we covered on the last episode. I, I always got to compare him to something wow. new and something old. Christian, you should just see my back straighten. All right, I'll sit back. <laughs> Everything's fine, everyone. All right, so we're going to listen to 451 Degrees Fahrenheit. Great Kurt Vonnegut reference there. And uh, that's off George Orwell, the musical's new EP, 2084. And that came out on March 19th. Here we go. They didn't build roads the day, but we invaded and won. Capital will burn. Capital will burn. Ah! 
was so good. Those guys really know how to write a good song. I wanted 2084. He wanted that track. Fucking well, well done. That was a good choice. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I felt like that really showcased like the best of their ability. Just really excellent songwriting there. So that was uh, 451 degrees Fahrenheit by George Orwell the Musical, and that's off their new EP 2084. That came out back on March 19th, 2019. So next we're going to talk about Night In at the Tiananmen's. Night In at the Tiananmen's are a mathcore tech grind band, self-described latter, uh, from Montana. So just, first of all, fucking awesome. How rad is it just to see something like this super nasty come out of that area? And uh, Night In at the Tiananmen's are a new band, so all we really have so far is their demo, but it is extremely promising. We don't usually cover bands who have only released demos, but uh, this was just too nasty to ignore. What I find interesting, um, I it's it's kind of like it's not good or bad. It's like down the middle for me. Uh, so it's a so it's a demo. You guys got four tracks. I think it's the production that's probably no. Actually, no. It's this. It's just confusing. I just it's it's a lot for for the demo, but it's four tracks. You got two separate uh, tracks that feature other people. So it's like nothing wrong with doing features, by the no, way. No, but, but it's but it's your demo. Like just. Let right, it not be, not even a debut EP. Let it's it be a, you guys. They're like, calling it an EP now, but I mean, it was it's basically a demo for all intents and purposes. I, I'm pretty sure, like on Bandcamp, is still labeled as a demo or Perhaps whatever. Perhaps you're right. Yeah, it is. Um, so I mean, so I'm I'm and, and hear me out. I'm coming. It's coming from the fact that it's a demo. But even like if it was the first release, I mean, like so I'm listening. So I listen to track one, but then track two, I got I got somebody extra in there. But then I listen to track three. That's that's just you guys. And then track four, then I got somebody else in there again. That's how you end it. I don't know. It, it's just like it's a lot for a demo. Like I would just want. I'm pretty sure they're just guys. vocal guest features. That I understand. I, I hope so. So that that's that's something that's not so. I mean, if you're like bringing in like guest guitarists every single, you know, track, then that I think that's maybe a little. Okay, it's like this is kind of like more of a studio project. Like that, mm-hmm. that seems a little more fishy to me. But vo- you know, vocal features. I feel I like would view this as just oversaturation of of guest vocals for a demo. It's too much for Levi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make an answer for that then. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyways, and like I said, it's not good or bad. It's just I was just like, huh. All right. Your personal preference and observation. Yeah, I understand. I'm just seeing it. So now, I had another part of this now on the guest vocals, and now we're talking about singing and everything. The second feature, which is on uh, The Witcher, is featuring uh, Mandy Castro. Mm-hmm. So there is singing from Mandy in this. Mm-hmm. So we're talking grind with some singing going on. It is fucking really good. Like by far, I like The Witcher. Lot, yeah. The Witcher grabbed me so much. Like even if we don't play, it, dude, like we should jam it because like it's fucking good. So 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 back to you guys. Like like I said before, it wasn't good or bad. Like it's just a lot for the demo. But that like Mandy, like she really like that was a fucking awesome track. Like if you guys are to put that track on the on the next release, I get it because it's fucking solid. Anyways, I, I wow. I'm gonna step aside now. Just yeah. he likes that last track a lot. Yeah. Like. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, uh, it was really recalling early Car Bomb and Ion Dissonance for me too. Maybe a little bit of Tony Danza. Mm-hmm. Just those like super heavy, really like rhythmic like, grooves and with dissonance. Um, really just like excellent instrumentation and vocals. It's just fucking rips, man, for being a demo. Uh, you know, if it's any indication, I, I think the, the full album will be excellent. They're supposed to release an album this year, I think. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure a full album is supposed to follow this. I think they're actually recording it right now if they haven't already finished. And then, like, within this year, if all these tracks were on said album, game on. I, yeah, I, I, I might just retract everything I said then. Yeah, I would love to hear some of these with, you know, better production, if you will. Absolutely. So we're going to listen to Don't Sleep, which is track two from The Kindness EP. So they are calling it an EP. Uh, and that came out back on February 20th of uh, 2019. Here we go. <laughs>
right, so that was Don't Sleep by Night Into the Tienemans. And that's track two from the Kindness EP, which came out on February 20th of 2019. All right, so next we're going to talk about Tang. Tang are a prog rock, math rock band from Oregon, instrumental. Just some like super bubbly and bright instrumental prog rock with catchy riffs. Shit just gets stuck in your head, too. Especially that first track, too. It's just obnoxiously catchy. Holy shit. They're just really good at riffs. And it's not even like it's like super techy or over-the-top in any way, either. It's uh, They, they kind of just really tend to play into that chill factor more than the prog factor. I love that they're named Tang, like the space drink. <laughs> and I would like to compare maybe the flavors of Tang to the sound of Tang. It's very, it's very good. It's evocative. Ooh. You know. Yeah. Is that another word for good, Christian? No. Ah. <laughs> ah, okay. I mean, yes, Levi. <laughs> ah, the spaghetti is evocative. <laughs> Careful. I just choked on my tang. <laughs> oh, boy, you done did it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good, though. It's, it's, it's a fun, fun little four-song EP, Swan Gang, which they just put out uh, back in March. And I, I'm, I'm kind of a little fatigued by all the Chon clones out there right now. So when I see like an instrumental prog band, I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. They're totally just going to be biting on Chon and or Polyphia. Um, not to say that this doesn't sound like it, because it kind of does, of course, in a way, sound like those bands. Their, their influence is massive and totally undeniable. That being said, but um, I feel like this is uh, this is individual enough for me to like to have some enjoyment why i i'm i'm on that i'm on that route with you like like all the chon copies and everything it's like that it's fucking ridiculous but, but where this band is going and where they grab me is where they got the horn sections just like a uh, clever girl i was just uh, about fuck yeah. you took the words out of my yeah, see i knew so, you like this cuz it sounds like clever girl yeah. so so clever girl, clever girl. So, so clever girl uk by the way not clever girl us you got to look up clever girl uk because the there's a clever girl us it's like some electronic group so right. everybody, Clever Girl. But you know which Clever Girl we're talking about by now if you I'm sure they do. Yeah. But um other than that, uh the most. Um and the most is actually Wait, a band. That's a new super group. Yes, it is group, a, right? well it's newer and honestly it's it's very new to me. I didn't know anything about the most, uh, but I probably have been jamming them continuously for the last like three weeks. Um But anyways, I would take I would take away from Chan and just kind of focus more on just where they're going with the horns and everything. It's it's amazing. Uh, Swan Gang, I believe the one track or something is yeah. the the fire one. But uh, every, the the three tracks are great. Um, I'm really excited to hear more from these guys. Uh, I'm not really sure what a full length would sound like or look like from these. That's, okay, that's you so know, funny you say that because I'm not sure if we're gonna get a full length from these guys. I think it's just that they be like may clever girl shit. No, listen, hear me out. I think that maybe they have um, inadvertently set the bar incredibly high with this first song. I I think that now they're going to have it might be difficult to to top that. I mean of course I hope they do. I hope they I hope they come back with a full length effort, but Christian's challenging you I guys think, out there. I think they might have just blown their load with that first really awesome single. Well, I definitely did, dude. So fucking <laughs> Well, here we are listening to it on the podcast. So clearly it's uh, it's worth your time. So we're going to listen to Swan Gang, which is track 1 from their new EP Swan Gang. And that came out on March 3rd of 2019. Here we go.
Hello? All right, so that was Swan Gang by Tang, and that's off their new EP, which came out on uh, March 3rd of 2019. So next we're going to talk about Steak Sauce Mustache. Steak Sauce Mustache are a mathcore band from Medford, Oregon. Uh, they released their first album back in 2014, another in 2015, a song off which we featured on a compilation. And uh, now they're back with their third album, Super Woke, <laughs> <laughs> which they just put out last month uh, via Silent Pendulum Records, which is the number 12 looks like you label. Um, and uh, Steak Sauce Mustache obviously are a funny band, a joke band, if you will but fortunately are actually good at playing music too. Um, just like really super good dudes with a great sense of humor. And that definitely comes through with their music. It's so on that whole, uh, uh joke thing, if anybody has not heard, uh, or seen steak sauce mustache, I highly suggest like watching live videos. Cause I, I feel like that's kind of where it is, you know, with them. Uh, the music's great. You they definitely could, drag you into yeah. their, their live performance. <clears throat> now the new release, super woke. It's fucking amazing. Like, I mean, it, I mean, just listening to it, I mean, you have me fooled as far as, like, just hearing it. It's just very talented musicians playing some really good, like, just kind of, like, post-hardcore, mathcore, you know, shit going on. But then, you know, there's layers under there. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> layers of diapers, mostly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, we really like these guys a lot just as people. Um, this is, it's surprisingly the first time that we've covered them on... Uh, the podcast. Yeah, this is not a revisit. This no, is the first time we've discussed them uh, in earnest. We both honestly were confused on that, but uh, their last release I, was not like it was like 2016 or 2015. Like, 15. So you know it's it's been a while. Yeah, it's um, been almost four years. So I would view these guys as um, if anybody out there under uh, knows the, the almost five years rather. Yeah, uh, if anybody out there knows uh, the group uh, Party Cannon, um, it's an Australian kind of like. I would say like party jokey grind band that their live set as well. Like they involve like balloons and shit and it really, it's a great fun yet brutal set. Um, this is where steak sauce mustache really shines. Um, they, uh, their live sets are just yeah, they're like the, they're the, um, they're like the, the math core version of party cannon. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I mean like there's like, like I wouldn't call it guar. I would just say Gallagher style moments where it's very like a uh, crowd <laughs> interactive, you know, mm. um, there might be points where you get things on you. I wouldn't say like they're spraying people or getting people wet, but there's a lot of toilet paper involved, uh, confetti th- mostly I'm not sure if they involve glitter, but I could see them involving glitter. But, uh, anytime we've seen them, there has been numerous rolls of toilet paper involved in different ways. And I, now I think they have a, a, like an actual toilet paper gun, yeah, which I'm do. really a excited paper to cannon. see a cannon. Yes. Yes. Uh, with, with also, uh, what is it? The toilet cam, the, 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 the cannon or something like that. It's like, there's a camera attached <laughs> the to it. Too. Cam, the diaper cam. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So guys back just to the, to, to this, the, uh, it's a new release and, uh, it's, it's fucking just well done. <laughs> I'm really excited for these guys. I'm glad that they spent a lot of time on it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a good album too. It's like a solid, it's a solid listen. Enjoyable. If you, if you like bands like Every Time I Die, Norma Jean, The Chariot, Dillinger Escape Plan, the you know the same few comparisons we always make, but yep. they they really do have those the sounds of all those bands in there. So um, I think we should listen to Balls Deep and Spiders. Wow, which yeah. is yeah, <laughs> truth, and that's uh, <laughs> that's track three from Super Woke. This one is about a breakup. No, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that came out on March fifteenth. Here we go. Just a matter of time 
I'm sorry, I can't right now. I'm balls deep in spiders. <laughs> so that was uh, Balls Deep in Spiders by Steak Sauce Mustache, and that's off their new album, Super Woke, uh, which came out via Silent Pendulum Records, March 15th. Yes, shallow and pedantic. <laughs> yes, shallow and pedantic. <laughs> so next we're going to revisit... Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. We just went over this. So next we're going to talk about the Fahrenheit Drill. The Fahrenheit Drill are a hardcore, metalcore, mathcore band, whatever you want to call them, from Santa Cruz. It's a new band, not really much to speak on other than these four tracks, but just again, exciting to see another band pop up like this in California, in NorCal especially, so we wanted to give them some love. Christian, you pretty much nailed it there, man. Um, kind of like that in vein of like Thumbscrew, kind of in a way, hmm. like, you know, just very... Um, especially the way, like, I think you made anything like the production value or the guitar tones, perhaps. Something, I, it's... I don't know what grabbed me. Um, I, I feel like the track, uh, the big guns, just like a con- constant breakdown, uh, some like minimal lyrics. I think that kind of like was reminding me of Thumbscrew a little bit. Okay, that makes yeah. perfect sense for sure. Um, but the the 451 flies. Um, I also like that track a lot too. But uh, this 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 band, yeah, I think um, that's the strongest track for sure. Th- yeah, wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not much to say. Just really promising. Uh, Stoke once again. There's some West Coast popping out. So game fucking on. Santa Cruz always pumps out amazing bands too. Uh, they really were reminding me for a second that being said of the taste of blood oh yeah there we go i mean just kind of like that myspace like throwback factor to it was taste of blood santa cruz or was that no it's yeah that's santa cruz man no shit yeah yeah and it had Derek rydquist who became the vocalist of the faceless faceless yeah yeah chase yeah. frazier who's been in countless no, fucking yeah that would make bands. sense because the the animosity and animosity yeah, yeah so yeah. he would have to been ba- gotcha he's okay. also in decrepit birth and sons of aurelius and um fucking continuum i think just mm, a ton of really really good bands coming out of that area was odious mortem also from santa cruz too i believe they were yes fucking a just what a what a goddamn scene they have there and um yeah just just really cool to see them coming out but you know if i'm being completely honest i did think some of the material was maybe a little bit shaky um especially like during some of like the the singier moments but i guess this is a kind of a reoccurring complaint this episode but this is just a demo and i do see potential here so we're going to listen to 451 Flies by the Fahrenheit Drill. And that's track three from their new demo, Introspection. That came out back in March. Here we go. <laughs> Why? 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 
right, so that was 451 Flies by the Fahrenheit Drill. And that's track three from their new demo, Introspection. That came out back in March. So next, we're going to... What are we going to talk about? We're going to revisit The God-Awful Truth. Yep. The God-Awful Truth are a mathcore band from Texas. They released their debut back in 2015, a song off which we featured on a very early episode of this podcast, actually. A single in 2016... And uh, now they're back with their new EP, Way of the Future, which is three tracks of mathcore and chaotic metalcore, whatever you prefer. And, um, you know, it's just really nice to cover a band and then just check back in on them several years later and see that they're, they're making good tunes still. Yep. Um, Although I do wish their output was a little more consistent. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, uh, so I think I mentioned this the last time that we covered them, but I think this uh, old folk band called the Mountain Goats has this song called the best uh best ever death metal band out of denton and it's just uh about them <laughs> they sure do it's in like i can't remember what the band's called in this song but it's like we're called satan something it's just a song about just the best band out of denton and now you guys are actually out of denton and i believe that's tight. I, if i'm not mistaken i believe then i uh this band name is a fear before the march of flames reference okay but dude I, i'm not sure if this even strikes a chord with you but i'm pretty sure i mentioned this before so yo um to anybody in the god awful truth um if we are literally if i'm saying this again for the second time covering you guys i apologize but that's really mm-hmm. tied to from denton so anyways I, I think we did talk about this before on the podcast you did i think i'm having having deja vu all over again oh well you want some more deja vu yo guys <laughs> where are your fucking lyrics for your songs i want your lyrics too oh god where's the drop i can't find it <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have it ready in time yeah, now the moment's passed I've, I've had like three or four opportunities to hit you with it this episode too i know i know but yeah just there, there's been a lot of like there's a bit like some really good like solid hardcore this this uh, uh episode where i feel like the vocalists are really enunciating their lyrics really I love how you stop talking because you just see me going for the bugging Because you're going to interrupt a thing that says my name. And I I'm can't sorry. Wait. I'm obsessive compulsive. It was amazing. Carry on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even the answer. <sighs> I like the lyrics, guys. Uh, okay. I'm good now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so uh, the, the, this band, though, um, I'm glad that we're covering them again. I'm glad you guys are still pumping shit out. Uh, and I'm just going to finish it with a little more kind of deja vu kind of thing here. Just mentioned my favorite track, um, Ashtray. That song fucking rips. I believe that was the one that I had selected for us to listen to. This might be the first one we actually agreed on and play this episode then. Because everyone, we've kind of changed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, we're gonna, yes, Ashtray. Track oh, one. boom, baby. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> boom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's uh, track one from Way of the Future. And that uh, came out March 10th, 2019. Here we go. <laughs> Your 
All right, so that was The God-Awful Truth. And uh, the song is called Ashtray, and that's track one from their new EP, Wave of the Future. And that came out back on March 10th. Levi, of course, had to put on that Mountain Goats track, too. Had to show you. Yep. Well, I already knew what it was. I knew I knew the song, Levi. Okay? I know the Mountain Goats. <laughs> Satan's fingers. <laughs> All right, um, so next we're going to revisit uh, a Blackbird in Route. Uh, and a Blackbird in Route are an emo math rock band from Arizona by way of Seattle. And uh, they released their first EP in 2015, a full length in 2016, and another EP in 2017, Everything's Great, which I absolutely loved. Holy fuck. Yeah, that gives me like the feel still. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually featured a song off that on this podcast. And now they're back with their third EP, Working Titles. Uh, as many of you know by now, uh, we love as much as we love like chaotic, scronky, dissonant music. Levi and I are absolutely both suckers for like twinkly math rock, especially the emo variety. Uh, and this project is no exception. I it's it's something about this like twinkly variety of like math rock. It's um, it's both it's both like super beautiful, but then there's like that sappy sadness about it too. And just it's it's just mixed together so well all the time. And there's just the layers of everything. It's just yeah. Uh, we're suckers for it man mm-hmm. um so a blackbird and route uh i i mean i told the story like last time we covered them but uh I, we, yeah, you met this person rollerblading right? yeah we randomly uh christian and i both were not aware of this band west coast awesome math rock band and uh I, it was two years ago on this uh on this skate tour the summer skate tour um i met this guy when i came into a random house and i believe it's their bassist um he told us told me about him and we patiently actually waited for them to release something which almost took a little over a year for them to come out with which is the said uh mentioned before when we covered them uh so uh it's just really cool to see a blackbird and route still performing um and i do believe this is a band that they are uh, multi-state i don't think everybody is all in one state uh guys if you do hear this um and want to correct us but i believe last time we we we, we covered them i think they were uh multi-state you could be right. Yeah. Um, like I said, everybody's I think got that, lives and jobs, people. Well, I'm pretty sure that they, a number of the members moved out from Seattle to Mesa, Arizona. So yes, I, I think that's, maybe that's it. You are actually, yep, yep. That is what it is too. Uh, but anyways, uh, great, great that they're still pumping out shit, man. Yeah. I'm honestly not surprised or I'm surprised to not see this band getting more attention because they're, they're putting out great music. Hopefully, like hopefully them, like, locally they're getting love, you know? Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Um, and just a, a quick FFO, uh, American Football, Delta Sleep, and for me, most of all, Pennsylvania's Marietta, which I, I believe to be one of the most unsung bands in the genre. So much that I do not know who you're talking about, Christian. Are you serious? You yeah, listen but... to Marietta? Hmm. Wow, we're going to have to listen well, to them after this. Really, really good. Um, so it was kind of hard to pick a track here because I really enjoy all of them, especially that last acoustic track. But uh, I figure we just go ahead and go with Crispy, which is what my my little cousin calls me because he can't say Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that great? Um, And uh, that's track one from their new EP, Working Titles, and that came out on March 11th. Here we go.
So that was Crispy by A Blackbird in Route. And uh, that's off their new EP, Working Titles, which came out on March 11th. So last, we're going to revisit Standards. Standards are an instrumental math rock band from Los Angeles. Uh, We featured them on a previous episode of this podcast, along with an interview, and they've appeared on one of our compilations. Standards released their debut self-titled EP last year to much critical acclaim. Uh, the album was very well received in the online math rock and math rock adjacent communities. Uh, they've since garnered a fairly ravenous fan base, and that was one of my favorite releases last year, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a great, really like, feel-good aesthetic here, man. Yes. It's, uh, I, I, I challenge you not to bob your head listening to standards. <laughs> it's that good. It's it's so catchy. Uh, it, it really is, yeah. Feel-good instrumental math rock. I feel like, like going on the whole aesthetics thing, I feel like... Uh, they really have this um, this thing going on with the 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 food, the, the vegetables and fruit, mm-hmm. the feel good tappy math rock that is going on, and it's super technical. Uh, I lots of two handed tapping. That's what Marcos is known for. Yeah, and so back to like what Christian and I were talking about with Blackbird and Route. We're just into this specific right this thing going on, and it I love it. It. And we, we interviewed him for a reason. We covered him for a reason, you know, like it's, they're doing something special. It is. It's great, man. It's oh, fuck it. It's two, it's two people. It's great. Yeah. Um, on that note, they originally featured Jacob Richards on drums, who is an incredible percussionist and electronic musician. But mm-hmm. this new EP features Forrest Rice of Covet, Yvette Young's band. Um, and as a touring band features Kynwin Sterling, who fans might recognize as being the Kynwin uh, referenced in the song title. Kind One's Birthday, which is actually my my favorite song on the EP. I think that's a powerful really... uh, track. Isn't that the like the ender of mm-hmm. the EP? Yeah. yeah, that part really tickled me. Actually, that uh, she's on tour with 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 Marcos now in standards. So, and it is Kind When you guys can look it up. I believe on their Instagram it's they kind have. Win. Yeah, this might possibly be kind of just touching back on what you were saying earlier. This might be like one of the best marketed bands in the genre too. Uh, just given the sheer, I mean, the visual aspect in particular. Uh, just the sheer number of little like videos and featurettes they put out. Um, that that's that the first time that I saw that me channel music that they were covering. That is still emblazoned in my mind. That first riff from Pineapple is still stuck in my head from the the pool party video. Yep. And again, yeah, the, the fruit thing. Um, they're just really good at bringing in a consistent visual aspect to their art. It's something about that fucking this fruit and vegetable thing though. It it adds this um. 
I'm, I don't even know what to say. It's just, I'm going to add this like wholesomeness to it. Like, you know, they're, this, they're like, effective at utilizing just purely music with no lyrics as a language, I think is what it is. We kind of established that in the interview, it, but it comes from, I don't know where they're, where they're coming from, but like, then I get this like, like organics feel that like, it's just like the, the music and then like, just like fruit. It's, it's great. It's I, all I, very, uh, to use this word again, evocative. Um, yeah. the, the song July, especially it's sort of, I mean, they're all really whimsical song titles, first of all, but it's just funny how the song July really does recall the month of July for me. So let's, yeah, so let's talk about the song placement. So, especially as a child for some reason. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so uh, the the song placement, uh, placement uh, track one is July. July comes in fucking strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have tracks Hammerhead Shark and Pineapple that kind of take it, you kind of like into like this chill zone kind of area. Um, and then like, I, I like, later tracks like boba date i feel it's just like this beautiful and take these beautiful little rides you know those are both really impressive tracks actually yeah yeah i just um every track is great but i just something about the placement it is just i it's a very easy instrumental album to kind of just go through and not skip any track whatsoever and rock again you know i've had that same cd in my car for like you know, since Marcos gave it to me. So yep. I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of those, just those four songs alone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's some good shit and they're, they're actively and have been since we interviewed them. They have been playing show after show tour, tour after, after tour. tour and good for them, man. It's, it's one awesome. of the most exciting bands in math rock right now. Um, especially given the use of two handed tapping technique, uh, Marcos, uh, Nate from floral and Yvette young are among the top artists really popularizing the use of this technique right now. Uh, and it, it, you know, as we established, it just really gives these duos uh, a chance to cover more melodic ground by adding, you know, polyphony and uh, polyrhythmic qualities to their music. And as a two piece, you know, when you lose one member, like Marcos did right away, um, and then having, you know, a fill in for, for the studio mm. and playing shows and then having a tour and drummer. I mean, you can obviously you obviously can tell it's it's, it's Marcos that's kind of fueling the standard. So I just I just. I love that he has such a strong love for math rock where he's pushing through and just making it happen and making it happen in a, in a big way. So I just say kudos to these guys just playing really good math rock still and just, you know, moving on. I agree. So um, I'm thinking that we should just go ahead and listen to July unless you have uh, um, another favorite track. Which track do you prefer, actually? What's your Honestly, favorite? man, July comes in so strong. Let's just play track one. And then, honestly, guys... I know, couldn't I couldn't pick a track for this. It was, it was difficult. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, most, of the other tracks are, most of the other tracks are kind of going towards this more chill side. I, I'd like to do July. Let's do July. Great. So we'll listen to, uh, to July, and that's off Standard's new EP, Friends, and that came out on March 8th of 2019. Here we go.
right, so that was July by Standards, and that's off their new EP, Friends, which came out March 8th of 2019. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 31st episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.